Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. Joining me today is my good friend, Becky Murray from Illumity HCM. And without a doubt, one of the foremost experts in success factors and someone who's implemented Employee Central. How many, how many times is it now, Becky? I think more than 40. Yeah, too many to count, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. And then you've also taught the, the Employee Central Academy. You worked with the success factors pre-acquisition. Uh, so certainly a lot of experience, which I'm looking forward to hearing more about. Recently, Employee Central just crossed 4,000 customers. That, that's quite amazing. <laughs> it's a really big milestone uh, when you think about it, um, that, that 4,000 different customers you know, across the world are, are utilizing this solution. It's, it's a really great achievement. Yeah, it's, it blows my mind, right? That many people across the world, that many countries. But, you know, what I want to hear a little bit about it is tell me a little bit about your first experience with EC when it was brand new. You obviously had experience with it well before I did. What was that like? Um, you know, it was a little bit different. It was, <laughs> if you can imagine, um, yeah. scaled down. So it's been about almost 10 years nine and a half, 10 years since I started working with Success Factors technology, just before SAP acquired Success Factors. Um, and I spent about five years before that working in the SAP on-premise space. Um, so a nice transition, if you will. Yep. Um, but when I started working with Employee Central, it was a period of time when they had just released what we were then calling Employee Central version 2.0. And it's really the, the basis of Employee Central as we know it today. Most people don't realize that there was, in fact, a 1.0. <laughs> a lot of the work that I was doing um, in the beginning was converting customers from 1.0 to 2.0. It uh, was not, at the time, um, you know, just an automatic update that came out in a quarterly release. It did require um, a migration exercise. Um, just because it was this whole new kind of structure they were putting in place. So that was kind of my first exposure was moving people from version one uh, into version two. And, and version two at the time was really a, for those of you who are familiar with kind of the basic profile, just a, a really glorified version of the basic profile. We, um, we didn't have things like position management. There were not right. NDF objects. Um, it was, you know, probably four versions back in terms of user interface. So um, <laughs> it's come quite a long way. Yeah, that that's amazing to hear, right? And, uh, you know, I didn't know there was a 1.0 until you and I had this conversation previously. And that blows my mind too, right? And so I imagine things were, were much different. I'm sure it's pretty amazing to look back and, and see how far the products come, right? And, you know, it, it wasn't that long ago either, right, in, in terms of, how long it's been, I bet Bet you couldn't have really imagined how a big multinational like a Microsoft or a Pepsi or an EY or one of those companies would be able to use it for over like hundreds of thousands of employees in over a hundred countries. Can you tell me a little bit about how, how that product went from, you know, no position management, all that, your, your perspective on that and being something that's now capable of handling some of the largest companies in the world? I think when, you know, SAP acquired success factors, they took, you know, success factors vision of being this complete and encompassing HR solution and really just uh, accelerated that vision, um, putting in things, you know, like position management. That was one of the first MDF structures that got incorporated. Mm. We actually 
didn't even know the concept MDF or metadata framework at the time. It was just position management that was being incorporated in. Right. And they really, SAP's you know, influence really looked at how can we expand this product to be used by more companies, both geographically um, mm -hmm. in terms of organizational size and diversity. And so they started taking some of those kind of best practice frameworks um, from the, the SAP HCM technology and looking at how they could apply them into Employee Central. And, and that's not to say that they replicated um, the SAP functionality into success factors. That was, I think, right. never the intention to come up with just a replicated tool. Mm -hmm. But they looked at what features and functionality um, have customers been using or asking for um, along the way and, and how was the process and the business of HR evolving and what could they take from that and put into Employee Central. So, you know, we got things like position management, we got pay structures and pay scales and mm -hmm. time off functionality. And along the way, we've added, you know, business rules and benefits and various different versions and iterations of user interfaces. So it's, it's evolved quite a ways and, and this new functionality that's been introduced is what allows it to accommodate larger organizations, um, but still remain relevant for smaller organizations as well. So it's in a really nice spot right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can only imagine what uh, you probably saw from, you know, implementing it your, your maybe your 10th implementation to you know one of the more recent ones and how how that's kind of evolved over time too right <laughs> we did you know all of our implementations when i first got started um were done looking at the um data models i don't know if those of you who are have been around for a little while are familiar with them um, but at the time we didn't have any business configuration tools um, right. Everything was done in the data models, opening up the raw form and making insertions or adjustments right within that code file and uploading it and hoping it was accepted and did what we wanted <laughs> to do um, and hoping that no one else was overwriting your data file as, as you were making your updates and, and things like that. So um, it's evolved qu quite a ways instead of having to go into those old data models. Now we have, of course, configuration tools within uh, the administrative areas to help us do that work. Yeah, I, I can definitely relate to that. So when I first started uh, working with Employee Central and uh, when I first started teaching the Employee Central Academy, I, I remember that, you know, having to put those files into provisioning and uh, what what that was like, uh, like you said, hoping that there's not an error, um, and then hoping that you're not stepping on someone else, controlling the access to it, and then really going from that to now being an admin center and being able to do that, right? So yeah, I, I, I thought that was phenomenal. And even the MDF objects, right, to be able to create a custom object so quickly. I know from my on-prem experience, right, having to create a custom info type or something like that, I, I had to get a developer involved. But yeah. now with Employee Central, like, you know, I, I can do that. And, and not only that, I can do it very quickly. And then even put it on standard objects. I can use the standard role-based uh, authorizations, right? That's probably a topic in and of itself of how authorizations has, has kind of evolved over time to, to what it is now, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll switch gears a little bit. Um, you've taught the Employee Central Academy, which is something we have in common. You probably had students that have gone on to do a lot of great things. And I'm sure it's a, a great feeling to share your knowledge. And I'm sure you also get a sense of pride when you see people that 
you've enabled as they complete projects and have success. Do you still stay in touch with people or get random messages uh, that, from people that you've taught and or things like that? I do. I do still keep in touch with folks. Um, some I've kept in touch with just along the way. Um, mm -hmm. Others I'll run into at conferences or um, at different events. Um, we may find each other via LinkedIn. Um, or just be engaged on different projects or on different initiatives together and recognize each other's names and that type of thing. Um, and it's it's always interesting to see where people are now and, and what types of things they're doing. Um, for those of you who don't know, the SAP Academy was where all consultants had to take their training back in the day. Is it is it <laughs> silly to say that back in the day? Um, no, no. All used to take live instructor-led trainings um, for a couple weeks at a time. Um, so Imran and I both taught courses uh, in the academy to different consultants and SAP employees. And, um, you know, it gave folks the opportunity to have um, a lot of hands-on le learning. Of course, there were, you know, fewer folks back in, at that time. So it was, it was manageable. Now that we've got so many different people working in the success factor space, you know, that's not always scalable. So there are right. different modes and means for training now, but um, everyone used to do um, instructor-led kind of live web-based training back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And actually even, you know, before that, I, I taught some on-prem courses, right? And those were like in-person and those were even different. So you know, going from that to the Success Factors Academy and kind of seeing the evolution has been pretty interesting. It's nice to think that, um, you know, we can reach a lot more people with training now by having those different mediums in place. And instead of lugging our binders, you know, to a, a conference room and trying to get everyone connected to a system there. So. <laughs> So, you know, like when I um, look at the training and how, how it's evolved and now that people can go and kind of do some of that self-paced learning and things like that, it, it's pretty cool, pretty cool to see. And, and even, um, but, you know, I, I at times do miss the, the in-person interactions as we all do in 2021, right? So one of the, the programs that I was involved in, which I think was one of the, the coolest things I've been involved in from my time at SAP is I got to teach the NS2 Academy. And so that's a program, uh, it's NS2 serves as the program and that's where SAP trains uh, veterans uh, and, and you teach them different software. And so we taught people, this was a few years ago now, I think it was three years almost, we taught them Success Factors Core, uh, that, uh, and then we taught them EC and recruiting. And it was such a, a great experience to, to spend time with that group and it was also tremendous to see how they grew right from the beginning and that was in person I, I still remember I went to Virginia and I, I taught these people in in person and then kind of saw them evolve over the course of weeks and you know I've even stayed in touch with a few of them uh, I actually saw a picture from one of them recently where um, they're building a house now right and so these people's lives have been changed and now they're very you know, involved uh, in the ecosystem and they're going on and doing great things so it's it's been really cool to see that so um, um what what's kind of the philosophy around that project is it you know for veterans who are looking for their next career is it it's training but it's also a little bit more right isn't it Something. Yeah, it's a transition. It's transitioning yeah. from that life. And, and you know, when I look at it, uh, the, the people that I had in my class, there was about 20 of them, they had no background on IT in some cases, right? And so it's about getting them 
from what they're used to, which is much different, right? Then for some of them, they weren't on computers, but they, man, did the effort they they put in was just amazing. They were uh, all day, all night, and even afterwards, right? They were constantly studying. I still get random messages from people. Um, they're continuing to improve yourself. So the work ethic was just incredible as it has been. And now being a few years later to kind of see them grow and prosper, it's been great. And I still keep in touch with a handful of them or I'll get, random LinkedIn messages or things like that. So it's certainly cool to cool to see. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I yeah. come from a big military family actually. So I always love um, you know, programs that highlight those who have served and um, you know, opportunities for them to move into their second career. So very cool of you to have done that. Yeah. And it was just great to see, right? Like uh, see different people that come from different parts of life and, and also to really change these people's lives too. So it was cool. It was cool. All right. So I'll switch gears a little bit. Um, given what you know about some of the product direction and the vision of success factors with uh, HXM, which was announced, you know, uh, Success Connect two years ago, including things like uh, the new homepage user experience, along with the uh, additional investment focused on, on core HR, um, time, payroll, right? We have a new time tracking skew. What's your perspective on the overall direction of the product? Are you happy with what you're seeing? Well, that's a, a loaded question, my friend. Um, <laughs> well, you can give me the truth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very happy with what I'm seeing. Um, it, I, having been in this space for so long, can appreciate, you know, the progression of, of this tool set and, um, you know, seeing, uh, SAP's focus really on employee engagement and tools to kind of assist the employee or to assist HR as they insist, assist employees, I think is, is a really nice focus. You know, back when HR technology was initially being developed, it was more transactional. You know, how can we get the data in and then get the data out and get people paid? And, you know, the, the evolution um, over the past, I don't know, eight years or so has really been um, how can we help our, our customers do more for their employee base and how can we enable employees to do more for themselves. And so building up um, solution sets to kind of support those initiatives and creating experiences within the solution that employees can start to engage with. Um, it's been a really, a really neat thing to watch that evolution. And in terms of where things are going in, in kind of the future forward mode, um, I think the new time tracking functionality is just amazing. I'm so happy mm -hmm. that, that has been introduced. I know you are as well. I am, um, yeah. It fills a lot of gaps for a lot of organizations, especially as we see more rules and regulations in terms of um, employment compliance in different locations for tracking vacation or paying out time off, things like that. And even for organizations that don't need to track that for compliance, just tracking that for employee satisfaction, knowing who's taking time off and when or, or who's not taking time off and, and maybe could be. Um, I think those are um, nice tools to have within your solution set. Um, I'm a big fan of the expansion into benefits and particularly U.S. benefits. You know, we've seen a lot of advancements in that space. Um, there's still a little bit of work to be done, but sure. the solution yep. as it stands now can support a, a lot of mid-market organizations for their benefit needs. 
um, particularly organizations that do their benefits still on paper. You know, the right. idea that right. you could have an electronic um, version of your process and have people do open enrollment and renewals um, through Employee Central is just, you know, a, a great step in, in the right direction. Um, and then I know we talked about this earlier, but one of the things I'm most excited about is um, work zone for HR. Hmm. This, this layer of user experience, both a user interface and guided process that kind of sits on top of success factors, but predominantly employee central and helps walk employees through different experiences that they may want to have or are planning to have or currently going through, whether that's a work life type change or they're looking to do some type of career planning um, or they're wanting to have a consolidated view of data from multiple different sources kind of in one place so that we don't have to keep logging into different sites for different things. Um, kind of pulling that together into one cohesive view and experience, I think is pretty exciting. So, yeah, yeah, me too. And you know, like, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, when we first announced like HXM, uh, people would almost like roll their eyes at me a little bit like, well, you know, the product's exactly the same as it was yesterday. What do you mean? <laughs> right? Like, it's, it's the same. But I think when you look at that, I think WorkZone kind of ties that together. And, and what you have to realize about the HXM is, is it's, not about the product it's also about the vision right it's about yeah. when we are developing the product look at it from an experience standpoint so you know when you talk about the the roadmaps and the things that we're focusing on such as like work zone it's about tying those together and and putting those experiences together so you're right when we first launched it the, the product was exactly what it was the day before right there was no drastic change but it's been part of a culture change too, right? And I can kind of see that from an SAP standpoint on how we go about prioritizing things. And even now, like I can see a big focus point for 2021 and in the future is to, to continue to build out the product with that angle in mind, right? And, and one thing I'm very excited about is we have a new, uh, from the board, from the SAP board, so not even SuccessFactors leadership, but the SAP leadership, uh, we have an investment on top of current development with the goal of expanded use case and, and a focus in, in core HR, also to include cloud to on-prem integration, right, to make that more yes. seamless and better experience for people that you know might have their uh, core and employee central and then on-prem time or payroll and then also the time tracking skew and, and uh, payroll as well so we really think that this will be make it easier for on-prem customers to move to the cloud uh, as well as just cover more of those use cases and so from my standpoint i'm, I'm more optimistic about the future than than i've ever been before so well i think one of the things you know, this past year with the pandemic has really demonstrated to organizations is whether or not the level of engagement they thought they had with employees actually existed. Um, as, you know, people either worked to move to work from home or implemented, um, you know, maybe atypical work schedules or work patterns or work habits. Um, you know, we were forced to turn to the tools that we had in place to continue right. with engagement in some, you know, non-traditional manners in some cases. And so organizations uh, really got to test out their levels of employee engagement and whether the tools that they had in place or the processes that they had in place actually led to engagement or not. 
um, especially if, if you're having people work remotely, how do you keep them connected to the organization when we're not, you know, all sitting together or talking by the water cooler or going to lunch once a week, you know, those types of things. Mm -hmm. and so a lot of organizations realize, okay, yes, we do have engagement processes in place. I, I know where all of my employees are and I know how they're doing uh, in terms of work, but then also in terms of their personal lives that everyone's in a good space. Or maybe I don't have as much awareness into these different areas as I thought I did. And is there a way that I can either utilize technology that I already have uh, to, to foster more engagement or perhaps look for some additional technology to kind of help foster that engagement? So this past year, I think, opened up a, a lot of folks' eyes to that concept of, you know, engagement is not just a buzzword that we threw out there. It was a, a means for you know, aligning our solution really to, to assist organizations with relating to their employees and vice versa um, across all spectrums of human resources. Um, so it's, it's yeah, been a nice yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And then, you know, that's almost a topic in and of itself, right? And, and from my standpoint, like the world's not going back to how it was, right? With the remote workforce and things like that, it, it, it's going to be different going forward, right? We saw that all throughout 2020 and you know, we could probably talk about that for for another 20 minutes but I'll, I won't take any more of your time thanks a, a lot for joining me uh, I really appreciate all of your insight it was so great to hear about you know the history the growth and I think a lot of people will find it very useful so thank you very much my pleasure thanks for having me